This is the Rich Eisen Show. Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that mother... Today's guests, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer, Fox Sports Rules Analyst, Mike Pereira, co-host of The Room, Jordan Palmer, co-creator of the AMC series, Better Call Saul, Vince Gilligan, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Thrilled to be here on YouTube like it's... The pandemic starting all over again. That's what we used to do here on this program. This is where we're going to be for the time being until the Roku channel opens its doors for you to watch the Rich Eisen show every single day, 12 to 3 Eastern time. Anybody out there searching for us on Sirius XM, we're, we're off of Sirius XM 85 for the moment. We'll be back on there shortly. We say hello to our Odyssey listeners listening to us coast to coast, as well as the Rich Eisen show terrestrial radio audience that's out here every single day our podcast is the same as is our odyssey listening and our terrestrial radio listening it's just the way you watch us and potentially listen to us on satellite that's changed for the moment but we're pleased to be right here with you on youtube.com slash rich eyes and show the entire show can be seen here again until the roku channel which is free for you to get it's free of charge uh opens its rich eyes and show sports zone portal Coming up in September. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? What's up, Rich? I'm great, man. DJ Mikey D is indeed not sitting in that chair. Good to see you, DJ morning, Mikey Rich. D. Mike morning, Del Tufo in his spot. And TJ Jefferson, light the candle after, I guess, we had a little bit of a fire inspection here this morning. Yeah, I'm glad was... you're doing this now as opposed to about 10 minutes ago. We might have been fined. But, glad I uh, held off one. <laughs> we're just here so we don't get fined, actually. That's the way it's supposed to go here. Good to see you over there, sir. Hey, Good to it's see a you. pleasure, Rich. Uh, okay, so we've got ourselves a heck of a program yes, here today. Uh, lots of football going on. As you might imagine, we just finished our last football weekend without college football until uh, January. And coming up soon will be the last football weekend that we won't see any NFL football until February. Mm. And we got that going on, which is nice. We got all that happening. And then, uh, so on this program, Albert Breer is going to join us in about 18 minutes time to tell us everything that's going on in the NFL world best he can tell. Mike Pereira will join us uh, on this program because I had a bit of an overreaction last night to Kayvon Thibodeau having his right leg crumpled by Thaddeus Moss coming across the tackle box of the uh, young tight end of Cincinnati and hitting him below the knee. Uh, Mike Pereira will come on this program to explain why it's a legal hit, even though it looked particularly nasty to me. So he will be joining us in hour number two on all of that front. And then in hour number three, hour number two, Jordan Palmer is going to join us as well. Uh, and then in hour number three, Vince Gilligan will be here in studio. That'll be yeah. terrific. Vince, Vince is the creator of Breaking Bad and also Better Call Saul. He will be here in studio. And interestingly enough, he was the first ever in-studio guest we've had. And that was way back when we opened this place on Audience Network on DirecTV. After which AT&T bought DirecTV and then shuttered Audience Network to send us onto YouTube, to send us on NBC Sportsnet, to send us on Peacock, to send us back to YouTube to before he joined us on the Roku channel. Basically, you can't uh, you can't get rid of us <laughs> on this program. But uh, we're going to talk about one of our favorite TV shows of all time when he joins us in hour number three uh, of this program in studio. And I'll just give you a heads up. Uh, there might be a spoiler alert or two out there. Yeah. We're going to have to. Well, I mean, it's truly one of the best TV shows uh, of all time, Breaking Bad. And Better Call Saul is one of the greatest sequels that you can ever uh, put on television as well. Spinoff, I guess, is what they say on the television world. So we'll hit on all of that uh, on the program. Now uh, that I've told everyone what's going on, um, Mike Del Tufo is going to sit back in his chair. He's gone (laughs) up and back to uh, T.J. Jefferson's spot only to destroy it twice and then sit back in his chair and thankfully, uh, Jay Felly is here as well. There we go. Nice little change. Switcheroo. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm trying to focus on the open of this program. In the background. It's not like, no, it's not like you were here two and a half hours before the show to handle whatever you handled and as the show is beginning. Sure work, okay. Is your, is your microphone working, TJ? You tell me. It does. Okay. 
So, hey, um, everybody. We're back. Hey, everybody. Tom Brady is apparently back in the building in Tampa, Florida. His hiatus from the team that was described as pre-planned, uh, even though it wound up from going pre-planned to open-ended, uh, because Coach Todd Bowles was saying, I, I, I kind of don't know when he'll be back. It's uh, he, he used a lot of the phraseology that you hear from uh, the men and women who work in the NFL information community where they couch things as expected to. We have plans to. I expect him to be ready for the opener against Dallas on September 11th. But here we are on August 22nd, and he is back in the building. Back in the building in Tampa uh, after he took a leave of absence for personal reasons. And the rumors over the last 10 days have been insane. The number of texts I get from people who say, I'm hearing it's this, I'm hearing it's that. My phone is blown up. And uh, I, I haven't trafficked in a single one of those rumors to discuss on this program with the exception of him having left the team so he could shoot the masked singer. <laughs> I address that as the dumbest rumor I've heard in the 20 years in my association with the NFL. It was a great rumor, though. It was nice. It was just like it kind of got us through the Friday or th- whatever, whatever day that was. Uh, like know, it but we don't do things. We don't, we don't do things to to get us through. You know? I understand. I mean, but, but I had was, to address that fun. one. But it was fun. I had to address that one. But now he's back just in time to address what I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Dana White uncorked. During a, wait for it, this is like a Mad Lib. Like you fill in the proper (laughs) names because it's just crazy. It's like a child filled this in. He's got to address the rumor or I guess the, the, uh, the fact that Dana White, the UFC... What are we? Is he the founder, president? What do we call Dana White? The CEO. The CEO CEO, uh, CEO, uh, uh, of UFC. Dana White uncorked during UFC 278 this weekend. On the Gronk cast version of the event. And Gronk brought this up that Dana White brokered a deal for Brady and Gronk to go when Brady was in his walkabout to Las Vegas and play for the Raiders. And John Gruden squelched it. This is the exchange that lit up Twitter and UFC. Fight night on Saturday night. It's still there. You would have you would have been. You would have been. So I would have been. I, I'm the one. I, I I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders, and it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And Whoa. all Whoa. hell broke loose, man. It was crazy. And, and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. And I, I, I was never going to tell that story till. Gronk just said it, but uh, and, yeah. And Dana, oh, let me tell you what exactly Brady was what not happened, happy. and you just told the story. That's Wow! Breaking news: wow. You John Gruden screwed up. Going to the right. Worked that one best, and I'm glad it did not go through. Really? Yes, I am glad it did not. So you said he was ready to go when he won the Super Bowl? Yes. No, I mean it all worked out for the best. So I guess while we're on the subject of a Mad Lib here, I'll just say uh, what I'm going to say. So I guess Derek Carr is the MFer well, in question. Like, yeah. So I text you guys if last week. Gronk has <laughs> confirmed like it, right? that it was Las Vegas that Brady was getting set to go to with Gronk after leaving New England. And then Brady, as we know, wound up on the shop with... LeBron James talking about his free agency period where he, he was getting set to go somewhere and he says, you're going to stick with that MFR? Derek Carr. As confirmed by Grunk. And you have to wonder what was going on there. I had Mayock in the, uh, in the booth during the combine and I kind of made fun about going to, you know, twitching in Brady's direction. 
I guess Brady wasn't technically free yet, so he couldn't say the words. But I poked around, and I didn't speak to Mike, but I poked around, and I heard, yeah, this is hap- that happened, and Gronk confirmed it. Wow. Now then, Carr is there with Devontae Adams now, with Josh McDaniels, the guy that was coordinating Brady all those years. Wouldn't it be amazing if Carr and Adams with McDaniels takes the Raiders to the Super Bowl anyway? This year, under the light that we just had cast on all this. Now, you know I'm so high on the Raiders that I've chosen them to win the AFC West. I, I might be the only one out there who have said, who has said this. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't profess to know everything. But wouldn't that be amazing? And then... You know, with all due respect to Derek Carr, which means now I'm allowed to disrespect him. <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> well, I mean, especially in light of seeing how Brady keeps playing and how well he is playing, what, what was Gruden thinking? Was it so difficult to offload Carr? Would it have totally handicapped them? I mean, he again, there there might have been some sort of process that would have been so difficult to undergo cap wise and get Brady underneath it but Brady and Gronk in Vegas when you're trying to open a new stadium and sell seats and get a whole new fan base in Vegas interested are you kidding me how do you turn that down what do you what are you thinking Rich wouldn't the first question be how does the president of the ultimate fighting championship get involved in well isn't he tight with the Patriots and Brady and he's known him for years and craft and all that I mean he's been in He's from the area, isn't he? He is. He's from yeah, Massachusetts. So, I mean, he's, like, he, you know, he sits in the box at Pat's bo- games. Well, I, mean, I, I get that, but that, but that doesn't strike anyone else's eye that, like, someone not affiliated with the the league is brokering. You trick. know what's the I mean, oddest thing? What's the oddest thing ever that I couldn't square this circle the first time I heard it, you know? Because I didn't hear the Gronk before and after. I just thought it might have been Dana White espousing off yeah, the top of his head. Yeah, when I first sent head. you guys the text, that was. And, and my thought. first thought was. I could not imagine the phone call. I would have loved a GoPro. I would have loved some sort of tap on the phone of Mike Mayock. Hey, Mike, this is Dana White. Do you want Brady and Gronk together? (laughs) And Mayock, what Mayock's first blush response could have been. Like, is this an entrapment of some sort? Like, is there some sort of punking that's going on? You'd have to explain to Mike what a punking really is. Your first response should have been yes. Well, I mean, but... It's well, like Ghostbusters. But why would when you, someone in, asks in your, if you're a your, god, you say yes. I know that, but but as TJ points out, why would you just think that Dana White would have the ability to broker this number one, top of the list, to use a, a phrase, king of the hill, a number one sports acquisition? Yeah. Because it's 2020, and that's how things are done. Also, from what you always say about Mayock, do you think Mayock knew who Dana White was? Yes. <laughs> okay. After a while, I think he would have. Okay. But if it all comes down to it, and Gronk confirmed it, you know, and Gronk even had to cover a track. He he knows that you got to you know you can't disrespect Tampa. Yeah. By saying you are choice B. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But they were choice B, choice A, which also leads to, you know, asking Brady. I thought the idea was he wanted to stay on the East Coast. Right. Oh, yeah. It's part of the reason why he went to Tampa. I mean, doesn't matter. He went to Tampa. He's still in Tampa. He won a Super Bowl with Tampa. He almost beat the eventual Super Bowl champions in Tampa. He's back in Tampa today. He will play for Tampa this year. And he damn near may bring a second trophy to Tampa. Wouldn't that be amazing if they take on the Raiders in the Super Bowl? That would be awesome. Now I'm pulling for that. <laughs> then I think Dana White's got to be the halftime act. <laughs> Yo, throw, throw on a, way, UFC fight a UFC at fight halftime. at the Super Bowl halftime? 15 minutes, three rounds. Oh, Let's man. go. You're welcome, everyone. Bring it in. Adesanya and Bones Jones, You're halftime ready? of the Super well, Bowl. We need, we need five rounds for that. So oh, it's going to draw yeah, halftime out a little longer, but that's fine. The Super Bowl's in Vegas halftime's about that, a half though. an hour, 45 minutes anyway. That'd be perfect. All right. You're welcome. That's perfect. Let's go. You're welcome. It's using first. Nice. Fighting. Are we going to rub each other's blood wow. on each other? Whoa. Okay. Oh, I know. That, Rock was insane. that was nuts. I was, I was, I put that on our uh, Instagram stories I and I saw you watch it and I was, 
And when I looked at you watching, my thought was like, what is Rich thinking right now? <laughs> Watch. <laughs> Actually, you know what I was thinking? I was, and, and, and honest to God, I was thinking, I'm like, thank goodness you're you're operating our 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 Instagram because I wouldn't have posted that myself. But I, it's such a major sports story. I'm glad that you're you're on that wall for well, us. That's you. literally what I thought. Thank you. And then I thought of Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> My father being in Ice County. That's what I thought. All right, so we're off and running here. And Brady's back. And, man, his first media availability will be uh, something to tune into. But I'm glad he's back, man. Yeah. Is he supposed to talk today? I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. As Brockman pointed out, Brady comes onto the field. He's throwing up middle fingers and DX crotch chops and having fun. No, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> back, thank, baby. thank goodness he is back. Yeah, he's back. Uh, I, I mean, what a, what a total bummer it would have been if he wasn't back. And not just for the football, but for him. Like, he doesn't want to depart the team. No. Or not. He didn't come back just to not answer the bell in week one. I mean. It's okay if he doesn't. I know that for the Dallas Cowboy fan. Well done, sir. Take your time, Tommy. Well done. So we've got overreaction Monday coming up. Lots to overreact to. I overreacted to the Kayvon Thibodeau knee crunching. Understandable. Um, uh, And and so we're going to hit on that. Um, I have been roasted all day on Twitter by any offensive lineman <laughs> or defensive lineman or anybody who professes to know blocking and the rule book. I'm a moron, apparently. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about it with Mike Pereira, who loves to point out when I'm wrong. <laughs> so he's going to join us on this program. Jordan Palmer will talk about uh, his new TV uh, program that's coming out every single week involving uh what's the name of it let me get it for you right here it's called um the room with kyle and jordan kyle being kyle allen one of his uh proteges and um also we also know uh, our friend jordan palmer so he's going to be breaking down quarterback play all season long it'll be pretty neat he's going to join us to break down quarterback play uh there has been an announcement in carolina as to who the starting quarterback is we're going to get to that also on the program a reason to root for the Cleveland Browns quarterback. How about that? 844-204-RICH is also the number for you to dial. If you're right here on YouTube, you want to uh, get in the chat room, do it. Just be uh, polite. That's all we ask. Chat is bumping right now. Yeah. Or, or it, it, and, and we also know uh, who you are if you're sending little heart emojis our way. Okay? <laughs> all right. We're not here for you. By the way, so far, no bots. Great, yeah, no bots. 844-204-RICH uh, is the number to dial. And also why we can't call the chat room the 454 chat room anymore. <laughs> wow. Oh, did you? Your, your, oh! oh! Okay. Sir. <laughs> sir, this is not an Arby's, okay? Whoa. Arby's? Did I say that? No, you should have been like, sir, this okay. is a Wendy's. 844-204-RICH uh, number to dial when we come back to great Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is our friend from Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. It's must-read material. Albert Breer back here on the show. How are you doing, Albert? I'm great. How are you doing, Rich? And by the way, yes, sir. Um, hearing those stories about people like screwing off at work, mm. they always like kind of like remind me and ground me like as far as how lucky we all are to do what we do. Yes. Because usually it's like our content they're consuming. Yes. So it's like, okay, so like while other people hate their jobs and they're sitting at a desk somewhere – they're actually looking at what I do for a living. So it's got a good way of kind of like taking you back to where you need to be as far as like your mindset with your job. You know what I mean? Yes. Not everyone can be a lead content strategist, Albert. You know what I mean? Not everyone <laughs> well, can. Not, every, not, not everybody's got like a desk with like several coffee mugs, you know, dedicated to him on, on, on there, right? Like so. Yes, uh, that's... All, we all have something to shoot for. <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, Bert, let's walk into it, man. Why, why Baker Mayfield now after uh, after the last several weeks of saying we're, we'll see? Walk me through what Matt Rule decided to uh, to rule in favor. See what I did of Baker Mayfield? Yeah. What do you got for me? Yeah, you know, I think a big piece of this, Rich, was really the juncture at which he was brought in, and you know, I think like, and I know people think it's silly, but. You know, I think to some degree they, they wanted to acknowledge the work that Sam Darnold had put in, you know, and that he actually had made progress in, in April and May and June. Um, and, like, he had been out there with the guys. And so trading for somebody at the beginning of July and handing him the job, you know, again, like, I know some people think this is silly, but, you know, like, I think Matt wanted not only to have Baker prove himself to the coaches, but also prove himself to the locker room. Um, and he's done that. There's no question about it. My understanding is – like over the last month, this hasn't been particularly close. The Bakers sort of run, ran away with it, which is one reason why neither of those guys wound up playing against the Patriots. And I, and I think, like, you know, we talked about this before, you and I, how there's this idea of getting them back up to, like, a league average level of the quarterback position. Baker's shown that he can do that. The way that he processes, the way he sees the field, the way he can get a little bit more out of, like, the DJ Moores and the Christian McCaffreys that are out there with him. You know, all of that was really important, and he's proven that he can do that. And so, you know, I think this was just over the last, you know, week or so, just a matter of time um, and when you wanted to, to give him the job. And, you know, I think those practices against the Patriots were sort of the last piece for them to put into place before they made this decision official. And, and I apologize in advance, but this is an, an accurate description of Baker Mayfield. He's a flag planter, Albert, and and I bring that up not to troll on you. No, but, no seriously, though, the first game's against Cleveland, and, and, and if you want to set an attitude and you want to set something up, like why not utilize that to your best of your ability if he is, in fact, also the right guy for the job and go for right. it, you know what I mean? For your team. No, I, I agree with that. Like, and I appreciate the analogy, but it's true. Like there is like a certain edge that I think if you're trading for Baker Mayfield at this juncture, juncture of his career, you're hoping you get right. Like you look at when the best of Baker Mayfield came out, it's always when he was fighting back from something, you know, um, whether it was winning the job at Texas tech as a true freshman walk on showing up at Oklahoma and beating out, out other guys who were recruited you know, then proving he's more than just a system quarterback at Oklahoma, winning the Heisman, then going into the draft process and, and, and becoming the first overall pick. You know, I think, like, part of that is you've seen the best of Baker Mayfield when he's sort of fighting back against something. Um, and the situation was different for him coming into the NFL because he was the first pick, you know. So, um, you know, I think you get all of that, like, naming him the starter, you know. And, and now you're, you're, you're pitting him against a team that gave up on him, and he's got something to prove, and let's go. Let's go indeed. So what is the last quarterback piece of the puzzle to be fit in the last in the next uh, week and a half before rosters are, are solidified? Albert? Well, I guess you'd be I'm assuming you're referencing Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? And then, or whatever might be cooking up in Seattle and, and things of yeah. that nature. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think like the, the, the Niners fear and letting go of Jimmy Garoppolo now um, and I, I I don't think they're going to pay him, you know, $24.2 million for this year to be the backup because he'd be the backup there, obviously. 
Um, you know, so like the, the, the question is, can they find a trade partner before they have to cut them? They'd have to cut them before um, the day before the season starts. So that's Saturday before the opener to prevent the money from vesting and becoming fully guaranteed. So, um, you know, really like the, the, the Niners fear in, in letting them go before now was, well, if you let them go, then someone tears their ACL the next day with another team or someone's quarterback situation goes awry. Like, God, are you going to look dumb for doing that when you could have gotten something for him? Um, and, you know, I think we've sort of seen that come to life, although it hasn't really worked out for the, the Niners. And it sounds weird saying that, but look, the Zach Wilson situation, I think, was a, a, a good illustration of it. Um, I think the question now becomes when the Niners, you know, are going to say, okay, we, let's do right by Jimmy. Let's give him a chance to go find work somewhere else um, because it's clear that we can't, you know, find another home for him. And so I think the places that, um, that, that, that would make sense for him are the obvious ones. Like if the Texans for some reason didn't feel like Davis Mills could do it, and I think they are all in on Davis Mills for this year. Obviously, there's the connection there with Nick Casario, um, Cleveland. You know, I think it's something they, they'd consider if Jimmy Garoppolo were willing to take a lot less money to go there, and maybe he will. You know, um, so you know, as a placeholder for for 11 games, or at least to compete with Jacoby Brissett to play. Um, so that'd be one. He's got some background in the offense too. Um, because, you know, I, I, that offense, Kevin Stefanski's offense is modeled after the Shanahan offense. You know, and then the obvious one, I think, that would require um, him being cut, because I don't think the Niners would trade him there, is Seattle. And so Seattle's the one, you mentioned them. Um, you know, obviously, they haven't seen it. They haven't gotten, you know, I, I think to see Drew Locke in the context, like that's sort of varsity action from him. Um, and so maybe we'll get to see Drew Locke um, play at least a little bit with the starters this weekend. And they can make a decision on that, you know, but I think, you know, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo's situation is um, complicated by the money. First of all, that, that there's that $24.2 million on the ledger. And then, you know, obviously also complicated by the fact that maybe the top suitor is one that the Niners would rather not trade him to. Senior NFL reporter, the MMQB's Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show from Sports Illustrated. So uh, who's your sleeper? I mean, you've been around. You've been around the training camps. You're hearing a lot of whispers. You're hearing a lot of talk. Who's your sleeper, Albert? What do you got for me this year? I kind of like where the Raiders are. Um, I know that sounds like, you know, I, I like it, it. Sounds weird saying that because they were in the playoffs last year, right? So can a team that was in the playoffs last year be a sleeper? I just sort of feel like they're the afterthought in the in the NFC West. You know, like everybody's excited, and, and rightfully so, over Justin Herbert and um, what he might be capable with the Chargers. Obviously, you know, Russ being in Denver has given um, the Broncos a jolt of energy, as has Nathaniel Hackett. So there's reason to be excited about those two teams. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs have been the kings of that division for a long time now. Um, I just look at, like, a Vegas team that was in the playoffs last year it still has a lot of, like, good, rising young talent. Mike, Mike, our friend Mike Mayock did not do a bad job there. Like, I think there was a good roster in place. And then you add Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Like, I don't know why that hasn't gotten as much attention, Rich, but, like, that's like a franchise player on each side of the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, do I think the Raiders are going to Super Bowl? Probably not. Could I see them, like, winning around in a loaded AFC and surprising people with how big a problem they are, I think I could, you know. And so I think Josh McDaniels is going to be much better the second time around. And I just, like, look at that Raiders roster. And, I, again, like, if Mike Mayock did a good enough job to get them to the playoffs last year and, and, and that was left in place where they got there with the interim coach in 2021, and you're adding, like, literally one of the best receivers, if not the best receivers in the league, and one of the best edge rushers in football, if not the best edge rusher in football of the mix, why aren't we talking about them a little bit more? That confounds me a little bit. Well, I've been saying, I've been on them. I've been saying, I think they're going to win the division. I think they win the AFC West, and I don't know how far they're going to go, obviously, but when you say you add a, a, a franchise player on each side of the ball, normally when you add a franchise um, receiver, it takes a while for that receiver to get to know the quarterback and vice versa. They've known each other forever. They're tight. They're best friends. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 teenagers, they, right? They, right. They can look at each other and know exactly what the other one's thinking. So, so the adjustment... Uh, is is going to be less significant. I think uh, Darren Waller and and Hunter Renfro and Josh McDaniels there. Uh, I I dig them. Um, what about the Giants? I mean, we saw Daniel Jones against Cincinnati 
uh, 14 to 16 and uh, a, a tip drill pick. I just feel like Brian Dayball might figure out how to protect him or do, you know, ha- ha- give him give him the opportunity that he hasn't had since he was drafted out of Duke and Saquon stays healthy. I don't know. I, I kind of I don't know why I'm itching on the Giants as a sleeper team. You tell me. Walk me through it. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the reason why you're etching on them is because of the job that Brian Dayball did with with Josh Allen. Right, this is obviously exemplary, right? Like, and I think it's a fair way to look at it. Like, if, if there's someone who's going to be able to get a little bit more out of Daniel Jones, is probably the guy who developed Josh Allen in Buffalo from being a really, really raw, talented, smart kid coming out of Wyoming into a guy who I think we all think is going to be in the running for league MVP this year. So, you know, I get that. I just think the roster needs too much work all over. I mean, and I, and I think like sort of the way they've approached the off, the way they approach the off season is a sign of it where to me, it's sort of like, this is like 2018 in Buffalo um, for those guys where in the second year of Sean McDermott and um, in the second year of Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean there, they sort of took the thing down to the studs and created a, um, and created a situation where they, were able to like bring in their sorts of guys and build from the ground up. And I just look at like their off season, how they, you know, like we're looking at budget moves and free agency and bringing in program guys. And then I look at like their draft and the investment that they've made um, in the, in the lines of scrimmage with Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau in the first round. And I just think it's unfortunate for Daniel Jones, but I think he might've caught the team at the wrong time. Well, mm. I think Dayball is going to make a difference for him, but like, I just think that this is sort of their turn-the-page type of year. Albert Breer, a couple of minutes left with the MMQB, senior NFL reporter from Sports Illustrated. I've never asked you this before, but I'm going to ask it anyway since it is Jermaine. What would you think of what Dana White had to say about bringing Brady and Gronk to <laughs> Las Vegas? What would you think of that? You heard that I one before? I, 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 I honestly think, Rich, like this is a story that's never going to die. Like, the, the story of how Tom Brady left New England, the story of, who was out there for him, the story of the teams that liked him, the teams that didn't think that he had much left. Like this thing has like legs. Like we're still talking about it uh, two and a half years later. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like we're going to get drips and drabs of Tom Brady's like clandestine free agent adventure. And I think we're probably going to get drips and drabs of what happened a few months ago too, you know, over the next few years, because the public, all of us too, like I'm not just saying the fans, like us too, can't get enough of like the drama here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, so much of this was trying to figure out who, what was the term that Brady used on LeBron's show? The mf Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and, and so, but like, Dana White basically said it's Derek Carr, and, and Gronk yes. confirmed it. I mean, Gronk's <laughs> sitting there saying, you just said it. You just, you told the truth. And, you know, I, I'm thrilled that it didn't work out, that we went to Tampa. And how, you know, wild would it be if, if Brady wins twice in Tampa, the the first year uh, he wins after it was plan B after going to Vegas, and then the second time it would be after it's the plan B because he was thinking of going to Miami. You know, I mean, that right. would be wild. But had you heard anything remotely close to that yeah. rumor of what Dana well, White I mean, said? No, no. I mean, the Raiders were one of the teams that was in. Now, my understanding is at the end, the only two teams that were really in it were the Buccaneers and the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, but, the Chargers. But you, did hear about, but you did hear about teams that were on the periphery and they considered it and they kicked the tires and, you know, the Colts, the Bears, the Raiders were in that group. You know, the Raiders were one of those teams that, 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 that had kicked tires on it. And I think sort of the – I think the Raiders exiting that process, regardless of who said, like, let's not do this, right? I think it it sort of illustrates, like, how, at the time, like, how complicated it was bringing in Tom Brady. Because if you brought in Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, like, you are going to have to, like, basically hand part of the operation over to him, operate on his timeline. So every plan that you had made for the few years previous was going to sort of be blown up and everything was going to be done for right now. And we've seen that come to life with the Bucks, right? Like that's the way that they've operated. And it was, and it's been 100% worth it. You get that one championship. Yeah. It's always going to have been worth it. Right. But like, that was a complicated thing for a lot of teams where it was like, we're not just bringing in Tom Brady. Now we have to run the whole organization on his timeline. And that means like anything that we've built over the last three or four years, that means we're going to have to sort of blow that up and operate for right now. And to hell what happens to us two or three years from now. And, you know, the bottom line is, I think back in 2020, in March of 2020, 
there were a lot of teams where even if it meant bringing Brady in, that was a bridge too far. And, you know, based on the results we've seen in Tampa now, we can say there were probably more than a couple teams that made a mistake in that regard. Yeah, and, and um, you know, of course you do it. But so uh, essentially, if this is all true, and again, Gronk confirmed it. I mean, he basically yeah, said that's, that's what happened. So then, so then Gruden didn't change his spots in the way that Arians was willing to do so. And Arians has got the ring, right? right? I mean, is that right. it? Pretty much. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. You know, I mean, like, and, and look, like, I, I, I think you got to give Bruce credit. Like, and I know, like, things maybe didn't end the way that everybody had hoped they would end, and all that. But I mean, you know, he was willing to do this. He was willing to say, and maybe part of it's his age. You know, like he knew he didn't have very long left. Um, Jason White was willing to do it. Like, hey, like we're willing to operate on the timeline of one of our players. And we're willing to do things to mortgage that might mortgage the future of our organization. The way they wrote contracts, Rich, like people haven't dug into this as much, yes. completely changed when they brought in Tom Brady. It was, we're writing contracts way different than we have. As, and, we, and the way we used to do it, that was on principle, but now we're in a different circumstance. And so, I mean, like, yeah, I think like the willingness of a lot of people in the Bucks organization, primarily Bruce Arians, to do things a different way, facilitated that and they all have rings because of it i mean even down to that you know famed you know like whole golf outing you know in the middle of the season where i you know more or less like they they turned the offense from bruce arian's offense into tom brady's offense i think those guys deserve credit for having the flexibility and the humility to go through with something like that albert you're the man um so uh you you caught my my canton appearance right uh at the podium at the jacket dinner you saw that i did Mm-hmm. I, I hope you thoroughly enjoy the next three months, Rich. Really, I do. I <laughs> no, do. I've enjoyed the previous nine as well. So this has been great. You know, I stepped up there with only one line in mind: the uh, the the one talking about, hey, notice the exits before you know for your own safety, yeah. and if you need help with the exits. Um, but and and well, and I was thinking, you know, that, like, like I said, like I said, you had ten years to work on it. No, 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 no. I I actually didn't see that until I got the script about a half an hour before, and and I'm like, okay, that's my spot. That'll be the only spot. <laughs> Spot. And then as I stepped up, just to literally welcome everybody, saying welcome tonight, people started screaming OH at me. Before, like the minute I opened my mouth. And and so I'm like, okay, now now it's no no longer going to be me that started it. You started it, and now I'm going to finish. That's literally <laughs> Rich, the way I went. Rich I've, no, Rich, I've known you a long time. Yes, sir. And just that look, I could see the look, look on your face. You were feeling yourself up there. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I, I even fixed I my tie because I knew I was so, going in. Rightfully so. But I could see that build. I could see that look on your face. Right? Albert, like, he's so proud of himself. I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, a, a beautiful wife and three children no. and this show. And it may be the most proud of myself I've ever been. <laughs> ever. I'm very proud of myself. Very much so. so I, but I wrote a big fat check. I about wrote a big fat check that you look forward to cashing in November. I, I understand. Yep. Well, okay. no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I, I would say that 4227 is up. In a lot of places in Columbus, Ohio, mm. there are a lot of reminders. It's a big one for uh, for the guys down south. The guys down south. Albert, you're the best. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Rich. At Albert Breer on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well. Senior NFL reporter, Sports Illustrated, the MMQB. Right here on the program. All right. So we're going to take a break. I want to get into that Cleveland-Carolina week one game. This thing is now on. On and cracking. Yeah, let's go. Correct? Yep. Okay. So we'll hit on that. And if you want to call us, 844-204-RICH, that's a number for you to dial. Overreaction Monday, Jordan Palmer, Mike Pereira, still to come an hour or two. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. 
And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, along with our YouTube stream and Odyssey and the Rich Eisen Show uh, YouTube stream. When Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best store ball, it didn't just make the best players better. It made everyone better. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers, even me. The Chrome Soft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance, starting with the regular Chrome Soft, folks, which is designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. And there's uh, definitely a Chrome Soft for you. Uh, again, I use the regular Chrome Soft. The Chrome Soft X is for a great spin consistency, tour level, short game control. The Chrome Soft XLS, that's for the, the, the player out there who wants a, a, a little bit more lower spin and then firmer feel, high spin around the greens. It's really for somebody, not me. This ensures <laughs> that the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. When you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft's not only better for the best, it's better for everyone, find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Okay, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial if you want to have a chat with us. Hey, folks. I told you when Baker Mayfield was acquired by Sam Darnold, when I came back from my uh, July walkabout, that happened while I was uh, uh, on vacation. Um, there's a reason why they did this. They saw Sam last year. They know Sam. They see him in the meeting rooms. They saw him all around. They saw him in... Uh, in off-season workout, they saw him. They worked out with him in, um, in, in OTAs. And I understand it was a, a very negligible amount of draft capital that they sent for Baker. But they're bringing on uh, a quarterback that they're paying about $8 bucks of his salary. And once that happens, and you do that, you're not just going to bench him and say, you're going to have a quarterback competition, and then we're going to have that quarterback competition won by the guy uh, who didn't get totally, in his mind, screwed over by his franchise. Last year, they started Sam Donald against the Jets. Kind of worked out. That's what you want to use him for. Worked out first three weeks. It sure did. Baker Mayfield, they're taking on the Browns. What are you going to do, start uh, Sam Donald? That's what I was saying. I mean, if he's better. (sighs) But you got him for a reason. You know, you sense he's going to be better. And as long as he's yeah. not appreciably worse, you're going to start him. Right. Today they announced it's Baker Mayfield's gig. Week one against the Browns. That's going to be great. As we all know, it's Jacoby Brissett getting the start for the Browns because of everything that went on with Deshaun Watson. I don't know. This just in, if, in case you're somehow new here. I don't think you are, but in case you are. I've kind of been very critical of Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Quite a bit. They deserve it. Um, but here's one to root for in Cleveland. Guy was terrific this weekend, and I guess, again, I know it is preseason action, but he looked great, slinging it, running it. And I'm rooting for him, and this is a guy to root for. Brissett, for one, yes, but the backup is Josh Dobbs. God, do I love this kid. 
In case you're unfamiliar, uh, and if you are, you definitely didn't go to UT. He's a Tennessee quarterback, okay? And while he was at Tennessee, he majored in aerospace engineering. He was the 2017 Torchbearer Award winner that recognizes outstanding contributions in academics and in the community. Drafted in the fourth round by the Steelers in 2017, and he hardly got out there. As we know, Big Ben was the guy, uh, right? And then when they uh, drafted Mason Rudolph in 2019, they sent him to Jacksonville. Pittsburgh did. After Nick Foles broke his clavicle. And then even though Nick Foles broke his clavicle, Josh Dobbs didn't see the field at all in Jacksonville. As we know, it was Gardner Minshew in place of Foles, who then got back in there and didn't play a single game in Jacksonville. Only played in, in five games when he was in Pittsburgh. And then he was re-signed by Pittsburgh in 2021 and then put on IR. So he hasn't seen the field in forever in a day. And while he was in Jacksonville, though, he interned, had an internship at the Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> neck up, neck down, the whole thing. Good people. Josh Dobbs is good people. And I understand the Browns have gotten hit hard by many, including me, for not focusing on good people at that position. Josh Dobbs is that. Man, I'm rooting for him. And I know that might mean something befalls Jacoby Brissett. I'm not rooting against Jacoby Brissett. I think it's a great opportunity for him. I think Jacoby Brissett, if he wants to, if he can just go, what, five and six, six and five in the 11 games? Just keep things afloat. That's man. it. Yeah, keep it afloat. Because Deshaun Watson is not going to forget how to play football. That's for sure. And then you'll find out exactly why the Browns did what they did. In case you need a reminder. Josh Jobs, man, one to root for. I, I, I've, I've met him. Um, I, I just think the world of him. And watching him, did you see him run away from the Eagles defense yesterday? Hey, nice. Yeah. Ran one in, too. Did his best Earl Campbell impression. It was great. I mean, what, somebody was tearing at his, his jersey, uh, his jersey right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it'll be Brissett versus Baker Mayfield. And one of the interesting aspects of this uh, matchup, too, Andrew Brandt, as only he can, the old school capologist of the Green Bay Packers, tweeted this one out. In the opening game between Cleveland and Carolina, the Browns are paying the starting quarterbacks a combined $15 million. They're starting Jacoby Brissett, or they're paying four and a half million this year, and the Panthers Baker Mayfield, who the Browns are paying ten and a half million this year. <laughs> so the Panthers quarterback is making more than twice the Browns starting quarterback, and the Browns are paying them both <laughs> twice as much than the Browns quarterback, just from what the Browns are paying Baker Mayfield alone. Obviously, there's going to be more on the table for him, and then we'll just see what Baker does there, man. I think we're going to see a lot what we've seen from Baker since he's been in the league. There's going to be a lot of wild plays. The ball's going to fly out of his hand. He's probably going to get banged up a few times. He might even miss a couple games. There's going to be some dumb throws and some bad turnovers. Well, I'll tell you what. That's the Baker Mayfield experience. He's not only playing for his future, not just maybe in Carolina, but in other places, but I think his coaches too. I think Matt Rule's got an owner that is demanding, not like other owners are wallflowers, but... um, uh, I think uh, McCaffrey's got to stay healthy. Yeah. And DJ Moore's got to continue being the DJ Moore that we have seen. Uh, is it Robbie or Rob? Is it, I forget, who, what are you calling him now? Anderson? Robbie with a Y or an IE? I, I, I think he changed the way we spelled uh, but We spelled it still. St- st- I mean, we got to see more from him. Okay. And then that Carolina defense. To try and make some hay, because nobody's talking about anybody else in that division. Nobody in that division is expected to come out to make the playoffs. But we'll see if Carolina could do that with Baker. Won't that be interesting? So, hour number two, Jordan Palmer will ask him about the decision to go with Baker Mayfield. And Mike Pereira will join us to talk about how I was way off on the Kayvon Thibodeau hit. And then overreaction Monday and more coming up. But we are still here on our uh, our YouTube stream. What's up, YouTube? We're still here on our YouTube stream. Now the um, chat room chat is, was nicknamed chat's fire. 
We yes. asked them what they wanted to be nicknamed when we, we did this the last time in, in March, in the spring of 2020, right? And because I don't know how it came up, my Uber rating came up one day, yes. as, uh, and, and my Uber rating was a mind-boggling, dreadful 454, and you guys all had fun with that. <laughs> and, and so it, they were known as the 454s in this chat room. And, um, and some are even saying, hey, the 454s are back. 454 is back. And I have to push back on that. Uh-oh. The chat room may be back, and the folks who are kind enough to take in this show on our YouTube stream and chat with us, they're back. Can't call it that. Okay, put it up. How about 457? How about 457? What's been going on? What's going on? Just a lot of chit-chat. A lot of sitting in the front seat. 493. Yeah, right. A lot of sitting in the front seat. (laughs) A lot of chit-chat. You followed what I said. I I follow what you said. What did I tell you, And And my frequent uh, riding partner is following what you said, too. See? She's in line. You guys. Huh? She's in line, keeping her in line. People know. I'm not keeping anyone in line, and you need to watch your tone when you say things like that. <laughs> keeping him in. Does he know who he's talking yeah, about? Yeah, you yeah, threw I mean, her under the bus. You did. Multiple you did. times you did. for your poor rating. You yeah, but he still ain't keeping so, Susie Schuster in line, though, did. dog. You did. <laughs> well, she's cooperating. No, she's, uh, let's just say, more aware of the mechanics of one's rating <laughs> on Uber and what might factor into it and what might not. Okay. And how Why we can weigh the vanilla ol- tree and how you can freshener. and how you can yes and how you can weigh the olfactory <laughs> yes. issues in the moment how long the ride is dependent on on uh, the way, on the rating yes I was in a smelly Uber we're this cognizant week. I was in a smelly Uber this weekend I didn't tell the guy oh by the way your car stinks. I had chat. Oh, we almost got in like three accidents coming oh, yeah, home Saturday. My driver so was I, a lunatic. Yeah, I was. I, so what'd you do? Yeah. What'd you say? Nothing. I My, sat there I'm and gripped. Moved. And then yeah. you, and did you, did you, did you give a thumbs up and a rating? Or you know no, what? I tip? actually haven't rated him yet. Uh, I'm, think, uh, I'm thinking, I'm do. thinking about doing, do a, thinking so about a four though. It was bad. In other words, I say hello to the four, five, sevens out there in our YouTube chat room. Four, five, seven. 